0: Welcome back Bears fans to another episode of the Chicago Audible. The Bears are here on the clock trading up from 87 to 73 swapping picks with the New England Patriots. We'll let you know exactly what the Bears give up. Actually, it was 87, 162 and a 2024 fourth round pick just saw it come through here on Twitter. So guys, a lot of talent on the board. I'm excited to hear what you have to say in terms of who you think this pick's going to be. But first, I want to let you know that I am your host, Will DeWitt. And I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon Hazlett. Nicholas Mariano had to step out for just a quick moment. We've been waiting a long time this evening. And, of course, I have Will Ingalls on here as well. Brandon, I want to go to you first. I know you recently just popped on, so I know you're catching up on some big boards. But if your gut had to tell you uh, Ryan Pace is you know, training up here, feel like you're going with the playmaker of some sort. What position are you eyeing here?
1: I'm still kind of looking at it. It's been a defense-heavy draft, and there were so many uh, tackles. There were 10 in the first round taken. Uh, so naturally, all that talent's uh, gone, but there's still a lot of uh, good, solid talent, some raw talent here, especially in the third round that is, is going to be able to be drafted. I I would look for Ryan Pace to take someone on defense, whether it's secondary, secondary or to, to get uh, some depth on the edge.
0: I know uh Will, you and I have been talking off and on all night as we watched the second round unfold and now a good portion of the third and I know you're eyeing a cornerback at this position, right? Or are, yes. has your mind changed? I'm still I'm still on corner right now. Uh, my eyes really on Julian Love, cornerback out of
2: Notre Dame. I really like his skill set. Chicago native always a nice thing for the fans to have someone who played high school ball here. Root for him as well. I really like the way he plays downhill. He really knows how to break on balls. Um depending on uh, what kind of play call. uh, Sorry, I was so used to saying Fangio, got used to that Fangio fire, but whatever (laughs) play call Pagano has, I mean, there are, he likes to play man, but there are a lot of zone blitzes that he likes to employ. And that's something that Love would be really great at. He has very active hands as well. He's someone I could see uh, the Bears trading up for because he was, he had a second round grade by a lot of big boards, whether that was NFL.com, believe ESPN had him on a second round grade as well. I can see the Bears trading up for a guy like this. And overall, depth at corner is something we've talked about for pretty much since the season ended. Bears really need to get cooking on that because Prince of Mucamara is probably not staying around too long. And uh, after that, you're kind of pretty uh, pretty lacking as far as depth because now we got Buster Screen, but he's going to figure in as your slot. So you're really missing depth, especially on the outside corner. So love for me is a guy to look at, especially as uh, this pick's coming up.
0: Welcome back, Nick. What's going on, you guys? How's it going? <laughs> Told you it was oh, going to yeah. happen. Told you it was going to happen. <sighs> of course it happened. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You step, away. <laughs> you step away one time all evening, and the Bears trade up here. Um, I do see who it may be through Twitter. Again, that's not official. Uh, do you want me to say who it is, or Nick, do you want to take a moment to put your two cents on who you believe it is before I kind of announce that?
3: Um, I'm thinking some DB. I uh, like Justin Lane out of Michigan State. It's Amani Hooker out of Iowa. Those are my two guys that I would think it would be, but what are you seeing on Twitter there, Will? I am seeing that the Bears traded up to get
0: running back David Montgomery out of Iowa State, which, Nick, I know you wrote an article about a month ago saying he was the perfect fit in this offense.
3: Yes, absolutely, and here's the thing. A little nugget here. Actually, the Bears did meet with David Montgomery. It was a – let me see. It's in my notes here where I got that exact date. April 9th, the Bears did meet with David Montgomery, uh, according to a source – that uh, So I think this is just a great move because, one, Matt Nagy said in uh, February at the NFL Combine that he wanted a running back that had good vision, can make people miss, and can catch out of the backfield. That's what you're getting out of David Montgomery, a guy that brings all those qualities to the table. Again, I wrote an article, perfect fit for this offense. I think he'd be, uh, obviously, a great fit, and he's going to do some great things in Matt Nagy's offense. I'm stoked that if this, this is the pick, I see it on, this is on the NFL yep. Network. Yes.
0: who get it done that I believe when you texted me that uh, your source didn't mention that Montgomery was in a building Cleo Mack was there that
3: day too right absolutely yep he was there too uh so that was April 9th what is that I mean we're at April 26th now so they did meet with David Montgomery uh it did happen Cleo Mack was there it was really early on but the Bears obviously thought that David Montgomery could be their guy they met with him and now he's going to be a Chicago Bear replacing Jordan Howard and just adding to that backfield of Mike Davis and Tree Cohen.
0: Absolutely. And I know that Henderson went right before the Bears trade-ups. So you wonder if they were kind of uh, having the inkling that maybe the run on running backs was about to begin. So they wanted to move up to make sure they can go ahead and get their guy. So as we are on the quest to replace Jordan Howard, it appears it's going to be Iowa State's David Montgomery. Brandon, your instant thought about that pick?
1: Yeah, I, I like the pick. Uh, definitely a playmaker and definitely a position of need. In uh, and, and my mock draft, I had a running back being taken in the third round as well with our 87th pick, which ended up now being 73rd. But this was a guy that uh, we've seen the Bears uh, heavily target. They met with him a lot, I believe. Uh, I mean, not just the one time that Nick mentioned that his source said he was there, but I believe there were a couple other times that they met as well. And that's something that Ryan Pace really kind of, I guess, tips now that we've been around him long enough in these drafts that he takes guys that he meets with frequently. Uh, so that's kind of why I had Travion Williams on mine, but I believe they've definitely done their homework on David Montgomery. And it's a uh, very apparent that he's a guy that they like.
0: What about you, Will? Uh, I know there are a lot of running backs out there in terms of directions. The bears can go. Do you like this way?
2: Uh, it's I don't mind the player. I think the price to trade up was pretty steep, especially for the third round. I not a big fan of the value personally at this point. I, you said the picks already i need to get them in front of me again but just from what you were saying earlier i just not in love with the value for the trade up here and i don't like mortgaging picks in the future especially especially with how effective pace has been in later rounds on day three don't love mortgaging a lot of those future ones because we don't know what holes are going to open up down the road so uh, i think the pick is good like brandon said position of need I think he's someone who could be very dynamic in an offense run by Matt Nagy, but the trade-up, you mentioned, well, maybe there's a rumored run on running backs, but... There
0: goes Devin Singletary right now as well to
2: the yeah. Bears. So, I mean, is, this is going to kind of be a story that we're going to figure out exactly how needed this move was as the dra- as the draft continues. But on the onset, I think that was a steep price to get Montgomery.
3: We'll talk about well, that. Go ahead, Nick. What did what did they end up uh, trading up to get him? Do we know? Uh, sorry, uh, eighty seven, our fifth round pick, and then a
0: fourth round next year.
3: Okay, gotcha. I mean, look, obviously Ryan Pace had conviction again when he has that conviction to go get somebody, he's going to get the player that he wants. If this is the missing piece in this offense for Matt Nagy's offense to take that next step, obviously Trubisky being a huge part of this. But if this is the right, uh, the right move, the right player, and obviously Ryan Pace went to go do that. Then you have to do what needs to be done. Obviously, uh, giving up picks is not ideal, but if this is the guy, which it seems like it is, I'm a, obviously I'm all right with the move. This is a guy that I've liked since the beginning, since I started watching the film on David Montgomery. But as of right now, you know, we'll, we'll live with it. We'll see what this offense can do with David Montgomery, that three-headed backfield now that they're going to have in Chicago. Um, obviously, I'm a fan of the pick, but yeah, we'll see if what what happens obviously next year because it's uh, I, I came and name off the top of my head what picks we do and we don't have because we have been trading so many picks over the past couple of years, but I'm a fan of it. I really am.
0: All right. Nick's a fan. I know, Will, you're a little bit hesitant in terms of the value that the Bears gave away. Um, I'm going to side with Nick a little bit where, I mean, a fifth round pick this year would have been beneficial, no doubt about it. Um, but if this is the running back you wanted out of who was left or, in general, maybe your top running back on your board, and this was your opportunity to get him because you heard the Bills, who just went ahead with Singletary, were eyeing him, then I think it's a move that you have to go ahead and make. Brandon, I know uh, it's been a few minutes since we heard from you. Uh, I'm curious your take, get, thinking of the value and all this kind of in mind, uh, what the Bears gave up. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, when I, when I think of the value, I mean, I, it, it's okay. Uh, it It is steep. It's absolutely steep. Uh, but one thing that kind of came to my mind was I seen that uh, Twitter, one of the bears uh, reporters, I forget who it was exactly, but they said uh, that Ryan Pace has about 18 to 20 guys that could go undrafted that he's really looked at and done his homework on as well. So maybe they trade the fifth and try and save a little bit of money there. I mean, I don't know what the price difference is between a fifth round pick and an undrafted free agent, but that it sounds like there's plenty of lower talent value uh, that Ryan Pace is going to try and bring in and try and, you know, create some more depth on this team. So, uh, not necessarily a fan of the value. I'll cite on Will with that one. Uh, I think that the fifth round definitely could have been beneficial, but it sounds like Ryan Pace has done his homework on a lot of guys that could potentially be free agents as well.
0: All right. When I'm looking at uh, PFF's draft guide here, one thing that stood out to me instantly while I'm looking up David Montgomery throughout this a uh, very comprehensive document. Um, he was the top back in terms of missed tackles, force per attempt. Uh, so obviously, you're getting a guy who knows how to, uh, you know, make uh, break some tackles here in a variety of ways. Uh, so I know that we kind of shared our initial thoughts on in the pick, and we're going to take a moment here and to kind of digest those and kind of project forward uh, how he fits on this team, expectations for his rookie year, uh, what we expect to, for him out of his career in general. It is again about 15 minutes since the pick has been made. Uh, We'd like to at least look at these um, as soon as possible, and then we'd love to revisit them, of course, in a couple of years. Uh, But first, I do want to call a quick timeout to tell you a little bit about our show's sponsor, SeatGeek. This show is sponsored by SeatGeek. The ticket industry hasn't changed in a long time. There are a bunch of big companies who have been around forever, but they don't really care about making the experience easier for the customer. But that's what all of us here at the Chicago Audible have really enjoyed about SeatGeek over the years. It's just how easy to use the app is and how they tailor the experience based of our interests. Plus to make sure that you do not miss out on any event that you may want to attend. Uh, again, I keep getting, uh, I've been looking at Bears tickets. We did actually uh, think of we're going to be going to the Bears Chiefs game this year. So if you're looking at a Bears game to go to, we'd we'll love to meet you there. Um, but once I looked into tickets, I keep getting notifications about the price going up, the price going down. Of course, those notifi- notifications give you a ton of value as well. That way you know when to go ahead and snag those tickets. SeatGeek, it's a ticket company where the ticket customer comes first. With more than 50,000 five-star reviews in the App Store, SeatGeek is focused on making your experience as easy as possible. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets from all over the web, rates each on a deal on a scale of 1 to 10, and displays them on an interactive seat map. It's so simple to find what you're looking for. The green dots are the good ones, and the red dots are the overpriced. And the best part of all is that our listeners do get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. So just use our promo code BEARS for $10 off that first purchase. And you can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. And again, that promo code is BEARS, B-E-A-R-S, for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All righty, you're listening to the Chicago Audible. I'm your host, I'm joined by three of my co-hosts, Brandon Hazlett, Nicholas Moriano, and Will Ingalls, And we are here instantly breaking down the Bears trading up here in the third round to get their first pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, and that is Iowa State's David Montgomery. And Nick, I know that you were looking into him here for quite some time. I just want you to go ahead and describe what kind of a player, what kind of a running back are the Bears getting, and what should fans expect from him in his first year?
3: Yeah, you're getting a tough, gritty, relentless guy. He's going to fight for every single yard. There was a lot of times where that Iowa State offensive line failed to block anybody in front of him. So David Montgomery, like you alluded to earlier, Will, led the nation force missed tackles. Well, there were times where rushers were coming off the edge, unblocked. Montgomery either has to duck uh, juke, spin, whatever he had to do, you're going to get a guy that's going to fight for every single yard. So that's what you're getting up uh, out of him as a runner. But here's the good thing. And what the Bears have established over the, you know, just this past year is having a good culture. David Montgomery, he was an Eagle Scout in high school. So he would routinely work out and just uh, be that good character guy. And actually, he was a semifinalist for the Jason Witten Man of the Year Award, which is given to a player who has exhibited exceptional courage integrity and sportsmanship and this is all coming from my former professor at the University of Iowa Scott Doctorman, in his great article that he wrote on uh, David Montgomery but you're getting a guy that can one produce on the field and you don't have to worry about him off the field and that's important especially with what the Bears have established in this great locker room that they have so getting a relentless runner and a guy that you don't have to worry about off the field it's just a win-win situation for the Bears. Uh, I
0: see here NFL.com has his NFL comparison as Kareem Hunt, uh, which is, of course, uh, in terms of the on the field type of player, uh, that's a player that a lot of Bears fans uh, thought about bringing in here to Chicago to what he can provide this offense. Uh, Mr. Ingles, what do you think about that comparison? Uh, From the film that I've watched on him, uh, I think a lot
2: of what he does near the line of scrimmage I think is accurate. I think he's very elusive. Uh, I think uh, Steve uh, Latiza put this up, uh, and I think I agree with him completely. He's quicker than he is fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he lacks the breakaway speed that Kareem Hunt has, but I think a lot of what he does within 10 to 20 yards of the line of scrimmage is very uh, comparable or comparable to what Kareem Hunt does. So I think I agree with that on that basis. I really like what he does as a pass blocker as well. Um, Really kind of adds his utility as a three down back, which I think you really need to have if you're going to trade up for a guy in the third round, but he does fit that bill as well. So I think in a lot of ways he can match up to Kareem Hunt, but still that, that breakaway speed, that home run hit, uh, Ability is still lacking. He still, I think, is going to get hawked after 50 yards, like Jordan Howard. But I think he brings a lot more to the table than just the straight-ahead running bulldozing style that Howard had as well.
3: Yeah, I so see- I'm going to chime in real mm-hmm. quick, Will. Um, so for the 40 yard dash times, why they really do compare. Uh, David Montgomery ran a 463 40 yard dash at the NFL Combine. Kareem Hunt a 462. So it's not like he's exceptionally faster, and we saw what Matt Nagy could do with a Cream Hunt, and you know a player that's similar to him leading the NFL in rushing yards. And actually, Montgomery was able to increase his um, his forty yard dash at his pro day by six hundredth of a second, so a four five seven. So even though he's like, I definitely agree with you. Well, he's definitely quicker than he is fast. Matt Nagy's still going to be able to utilize him to the best of his abilities because he had, like we said, a similar running back in Cream Hunt, almost identical forty times. Very exceptional or identical running style. So the speed, I know a lot of people are concerned like, oh, the Bears need to draft a guy who runs a 4 4. You know, every, I think, offense would love a running back who runs that fast, but they, the Bears are still going to have success, man. Nagy's still going to have success with uh, David Montgomery, who's not the fastest guy, but he can definitely make the most out of what his opportunities are going to be. And you got to factor in, he's got a better offensive line here with with the Bears than he did at Iowa State. So maybe he just has bigger holes to where he has to not. Again, maybe evade four tacklers and then get into the open space. Instead, here, here's the open lane. Kyle, fall Kyle long, go, you know, take that 20, 30 yard run and, you know, hopefully end up in the end zone. So I'm not too concerned about his speed, really similar to Cream Hunt when he ran 40. And I think he's just going to, again, he's going to be a perfect fit for this offense.
0: Something I've been seeing here is that he has a lot of short-yarded skill. He can be called upon to pick up those short, you know, those certain ones, certain twos, those sorts of situations, which I know with the absence of Jordan Howard, uh, even though you bring in a guy like Mike Davis, that's not really his quote-unquote strength. Uh, So finding a guy who can be uh, the back you can call upon when, uh, in a short yard situation, to convert on that third down or even that fourth down to kind of move the sticks, sustain those drives, punch it in the end zone perhaps. So that's something that I like right away out of David Montgomery. Brandon, over to you. I'm curious your thoughts in terms of the running back position as a whole now. How do you feel about it?
1: I feel really good about it. I think this is a guy that uh very good all-around player. Uh, one thing I like when I look at his strengths, uh, is pass pro, I didn't necessarily see that in the tape because that's not something that you know, really gets the highlight reel or really much game tape, whatever. It's something you don't pay much attention to. But when I see it as a strength, that's one thing that really stands out to me because that was uh, something that uh, Howard was able to be good at. And we don't want three cone back there in pass pro if we can avoid it. Although he did stand up Dante Fowler, which is still pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but regardless, uh, I think he's just the all-around guy that really completes this room uh, because we added Davis earlier this year. Uh, through free agency we already had the playmaker and Tariq Cohen and if we want to throw the fourth guy it's Quan in and there is you know kind of a no. sprinkle in here and there guy I mean I'm not really going to count it but I think the room now is just really complete with all the the strengths that you really want in a running back I think all that is in the room and different guys bring different elements uh to that so I think that the room itself is complete I'll be interested to see what the rotation is between the three of them though
0: Ingles, what do you think that rotation is going to look like? Who's going to take the bulk here? How do you think those uh, carries and just reps are going to be split? Well, it
2: better be Montgomery at this point. I mean, in my opinion, if you're trading up to get a guy, he better be the feature person at this point. So whether it's, I, I, in my opinion, you have to have Montgomery getting the lion's share at this point. Uh, and I don't think there's really much debate about it. I mean, even if you have Mike Davis and Montgomery almost splitting 50-50 in the backfield and you're just using Cohen as kind of your occasional gadget guy, I I don't know, and maybe I'm being too harsh on the pick, but if you are going to trade up to get a guy like this, and in a a draft that you were really trying to establish some depth, guaranteeing some established depth, if you're going to trade up for a guy like this, you better be your starter on day one, and you better be pretty darn good at it.
0: Uh, I see a fun fact here through Yahoo Sports. Uh, Montgomery says that all he likes to do is fish, read books, watch tape, play football. And that's about it. Uh, So he was also an Eagle Scout while growing up. Uh, So you're wanting to learn a little bit more about David Montgomery as the player. That's just a little bit of a couple of nuggets there for you. So Nick, you have a guy here who can be utilized as a receiver. He can be called upon as a three down back. He is really good, like Brandon mentioned, in pass protection. It does seem like that's going to be the guy who's going to be the focal point of the running back group. And then you can have like a Tariq Cohen, Mike Davis be the supplemental pieces. And again, I know Cohen's going to be on the field uh, fairly often, just like he was a year ago. So when you're looking at say the rookie season here of Montgomery, what would deem it a success for you? Does he need to have a thousand yard season? Does he need to have 30 plus catches I'm curious your thoughts. What would make a rookie year a successful one for Montgomery?
3: I think one is just being able to stay healthy for an entire season, regardless of what position you play as a rookie. You want to be healthy for the entirety of the season show that you can be relied upon. Uh, But the thing is with Matt Nagy's offense, I don't know if we're going to see thousand yard rushes. That's not a thing because we Matt Nagy likes to spread the ball around. Whether he has Montgomery in the backfield or Trey Cohen, you're going to both those guys in the back. You don't know which one's going to get the ball. So I don't think there's a statistical uh, goal that David Montgomery has to get to deem it being successful. As long as he's producing, staying healthy, and helping out the offense, staying on the field and you know, producing points. That's what I'm going to deem Montgomery is having a successful season too. So as long as he can help the offense in any way that he can, and obviously moving up, you do have a little bit of higher expectations as uh, everybody should, but as long as he's healthy and producing and doing his job, especially being a rookie and now being implemented into this uh, offense, that is pretty complex. That's what I think will be a successful season. Don't have any uh, terms of like how many touchdowns he should have, but Again, if your lungs are healthy, you're helping this offense convert on you know third down situation, whatever it may be. That's that's what I deem as being successful.
0: Will, I want to go back to you. Uh, I did see that the Bears on top of this pick, they do get a six round pick this year. They're going to get the Patriots comp pick. I'm curious to your thoughts. Does that ease it a little bit? Because you lose your fifth round, now you get a sixth round, which is going to be, of course, a whole different round. But I'm just curious, does it help at all?
2: Maybe just a little bit. I, I mean, Pace has hit on some of these picks in the past, but I mean, that fifth round has been extremely good to Ryan Pace in the past. And ironically, the third round has actually been pretty rough to Ryan Pace in the past. He's only had two picks at this point, Hironis Griseau and Jonathan Bullard, probably two of the lower contributors Pace has really ever drafted in the early rounds for sure. Um, but yeah, any pick that Pace has, I think is a dangerous one. So, I mean, that definitely helps to some extent. Um Responding to what you were asking Nick about, uh, for me personally, I have a standard for Montgomery, and that's a 1,000 all-purpose yards. Um, because I think it's tough. I agree with uh, Nick that it's especially tough to uh, expect touchdowns out of certain players in the Bears offense just because of the way that Neggy likes to spread the ball around. But uh, I think overall, if you are moving up for a guy like this in the draft, yeah, he should be involved in mul- multiple facets of the game. 1,000 to 1,200 all-purpose yards would be what I expect out of him.
1: Something that I want to touch on too, Will, you brought up earlier, was uh, you know we've traded up farms. So now we kind of expect him to be the feature guy, uh, but after the, the playoff loss against the Eagles, uh, Matt Nagy admitted that they didn't get the ball to Treat Cone enough, and especially even later in the year last year. He admitted that that's something they just didn't do a very good job. Of. So does Treat Cone almost take that that feature role, or is he still the more of the wild card? Because I, I could I hate to say that I'm going to put my five six guys my feature back. Because it sounds kinda of weird and he's not necessarily fit for that role, but there's they've gotta be figure out some sort of way to get in the ball a little bit more, you know. I no, think Montgomery I, will help that. but
0: No, I, I think that with Tariq Cohen, if you make him your every down back, that's a mistake. I think he's best used um in sports right. uh strategically in a game plan, trying to exploit some matchups because he is that matchup problem uh, that the bears can kind of uh, deploy really at any given notice, which again, when you have him on a field, it's always going to be a benefit. Um, but I do think now with Montgomery and Cohen, do you guys agree that now you're going to see more two down back sets compared to a year ago? Because we thought coming in, yeah, Howard and Cohen, that's going to be a thing. And it didn't happen, but I think Montgomery and Cohen, that seems like a viable option, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's
2: all about putting your it's all about putting your most versatile athletes on the field. So now you have a situation where you could have Montgomery, Patterson, and Cohen on the field and they can honestly figure in at any spot on the field. So it's all about creating those mismatches, which could be very interesting. And and it also goes back to Nick's point and also Brandon's point a little bit is that you don't know exactly who's going to get the ball. It's hard to scale exactly how many, how many carries or touches someone's going to get, which is why I put the all-purpose moniker on, uh, on Montgomery instead of just rushing yards or receiving yards because you don't know where he's going to figure in at in a lot of these scenarios.
0: One more thing I found out about him, uh, still through Yahoo Sports, make sure I credit here. Uh, he also likes to collect a lot of personal hygiene products and soaps because he likes to give them to homeless shelters. So oh. just a really great character guy, which again is something that, I know Ryan Pace has been very adamant. Matt Nagy, as well, uh, bringing into this ball club not just great players on the field, but great human beings off of the field. So when you see the Kareem Hunt on the field comparison, and then you hear what he is off of the field, the character behind the player, uh, that's very exciting. To say the least, uh, Nick, he talked about his top-end speed maybe being you know a little bit more to be desired, which is okay. You're not going to find a perfect prospect here, especially in the third round. Are there any other weaknesses of his game or areas that you deem as uh, you know aspects of improvement?
3: Yeah, so I think. He can develop to be a really good blocker in this league. He has the frame, the size, and you know, the willingness to be a good blocker. But there were times when I was watching the film where, you know, he's leaning with the shoulder, the head is down. So you want to get that corrected, especially because we knew uh we know that Jordan Howard was really good at picking up blitzes. And um, with Mitch Trubisky dropping back, you can rely on Jordan Howard to make those blocks. Well, now when David Montgomery's in the game, he's most likely gonna take on that role if Mike Davis isn't in there. So I wanna see him improve. Um, just in his blocking aspect, just being able to take on a block, you know, just stand up a guy. That's something that does need to be improved upon. I mean, with speed, it's like, it's, it is what you have. You can't really improve upon it, even though he did his pro day a little bit from when he ran at the 40 yard, um, at the NFL combine. But I think blocking just form, keeping your head up, not just leaning with the shoulder that will get you off the field real quick as a rookie. If you cannot go out, do your job and protect your, you know, franchise quarterback.
0: Now, one more thing. We talked about his ability to break tackles, and I mentioned PFF, how they had him ranked as the number one guy. Well, I do see here that he they actually broke the their record. Uh, he had 100 broken tackles on only 258 carries last season, and I know that that offensive line in Iowa State was not helping him out whatsoever. So I know if you have the Bears offensive line giving him a little bit more of greener space, that ability to break tackles is going to be even more impactful uh, here in Chicago. So, guys, as we kind of get winded down here, because I know we need some time to kind of process this a little bit, just sharing our initial thoughts about this pick, let's look at the rest of the draft and how this is going to impact it. Because, obviously, you lose a fifth, you do gain a sixth. Uh, we do have a couple other areas of need, or a- and we're using the word need lightly for the first time ever on this podcast, which, of course, is uh, fantastic to say, because every year we're kind of like, oh, gee, we still have to fill in X and Y and Z hole. And now we're kind of figuring out what supplemental pieces do we want So, Brandon, over to you first. What's your next position that you'll be eyeing here in the fourth round?
1: Uh, I'm looking at DB, uh, specifically Nickel Corner, because, I mean, we brought in Buster Screen, uh, but I still want to bring in some other competition because we know that he hasn't necessarily been the most sound player throughout his career, so I'm still looking at a a way to try and improve that secondary a little bit, add some more solid depth. Uh, More playmakers, I guess, if we can get one uh, later tomorrow or early tomorrow since we don't have a fifth, so it's either got got to be early or late, right? Uh, so I, I'm i looking to upgrade the DB uh, in some sort of way first thing tomorrow.
0: I do believe, and again, I was kind of uh, thinking about this pick when we went live to begin. I think all three of you said DB, though, in terms of what yeah. position you thought they were going to be addressing. So I think that's probably where you guys are all going to go. So, Nick, I'll kind of change the question up here for you just a little bit. If you're Ryan Pace, now that you did lose a fifth, are you exploring options to trade your fourth round to pick up some additional picks?
3: um that can definitely be an option for ryan pace but look there's still a bunch of good talent on this board right now and if he's looking to maybe do it again look i do it because you only have such a, a small window in the nfl to win so if you think you can get contributors that can contribute right now you go get it but that can definitely be an option because now the bears are pretty limited on the back end with all the training they've done over the past couple of years now so yes i'm With Ryan Pace, you just don't know what to expect. You do expect something to happen, though. That's that's the one thing you can expect out of Ryan Pace. Something's going to happen at some point. But it wouldn't surprise me if he trades back. It wouldn't surprise me if he trades up again.
0: What about you, Will? Any thoughts on the rest of this draft and from this point forward what you expect?
2: I would personally stand Pat at this point, if I were Ryan Pace Uh, for me at this point, he's obviously looking to get a couple of key contributors. So at this point, I'm going to stand Pat if I'm him and I'm going to take the best player I can find at a position of need. So there's, and it's and like you said, needs being used a little bit lightly. We're still a little bit light on pass rusher outside linebacker, a little bit light at safety because you only have ha ha Clinton Dix on a one-year deal. Brandon already talked about your lack of depth at corner. Uh, And then, of course, you have the whole kicking situation. You want to draft one of those kickers. That's probably more of a six-round question than a fourth-round question. But that's just another thing to keep in mind as well. You still have – and then, of course, you also have to start looking at tackle as well. Bobby Massey's getting older. You really don't know – you really don't have any heir appearance in there as well. So a few things to look at as developmental pieces as we look forward. But I think the the three that I mentioned first, safety, corner, and outside linebacker, probably the three you're going to look at the most – And if you have a guy that you can have as an heir apparent, whether it be uh, whether at any of those positions, I think that's a chance you take and I don't bother moving back.
0: if Your heart health is the foundation of your body's performance. So if you want to stay at your peak, your heart has to do the same. Cocovia delivers the level of flavanols, clinically proven to increase circulation, promoting healthy blood pressure and a strong heart. Boost your cardiovascular health and stay peak with Cocovia at Cocovia.com That's C-O-C-O-A-V-I-A acom And now during Heart Health Month, save 20% with coupon code CV Heart Twenty. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease.
2: I know that I have a good player at one of those spots available.
0: All right, Mr. Moriano. I'm curious. Let's do some best case, worst case when we kind of look at the, you know, the projected career of a David Montgomery. Which again, it's we're 29 minutes into this thing, so. We'll see exactly what your thoughts are, but I wanted to go with you uh, because, you, again, you, I think you have the most experience with Montgomery as uh, you were able to scout him uh, over the last couple of months, and I know you've been very high on him. So what's going to be his best-case scenario for his career? in your mind uh,
3: best best case scenario is if he can replicate a lot of the things he did at iowa state in the nfl just making a lot of defenders miss being that playmaker that difference maker at the running back position that really jordan howard wasn't so if he's able to do that and just be another weapon another player that defenses have to worry about that's going to be the best case scenario because now with having the backfield that they could have at any given play with Trey cohen maybe cordero patterson and david montgomery what are what is the defense really thinking at any point? So as long as he's uh, being able to produce effectively and, and stay healthy, that's a big thing. That's going to be best case scenario. Now, worst case scenario, look, he did you know not, he didn't play the best defenses, right? Being in, uh, the conference that Iowa State is in, he played the Oklahomas of the world. There's no defense being played there. What if he can't translate what he did um, back in college to the NFL? What if it's just all because of the the, the level of competition he's playing? Then that can be a concern. It really can be. But I just don't see that happening. It's the way that um he was able to set guys up. I don't care what defenders out there. You're going to look like you're going right when David Montgomery's going left. So I, I guess that would be the worst case scenario of what he did in college was his best. But I don't think that's the case. All right. I like it. I like it. Well, not
0: that part, but I like your yeah. analysis. How about that? Alright, so the last thing we should do here, guys, and we do it every year, and again, these change. I'm pretty sure we can definitely go back and uh change a few of these grades that we've done. of uh, was time to grade the pick. Uh so Brandon, uh, you got the short straw, so you're gonna go first. David Montgomery, you have to include the trade into your grade. Uh what's gonna be what's gonna be the red pen? What's gonna be the mark?
1: Mm, I think a a B minus for me. Uh this was definitely a position need, definitely one that I had. Uh but when we traded up and gave away what we did. Uh, I do take that a little bit into consideration because there are other running backs that I'm sure are going to be available. I'm not sure where we're at on the board right now, but at 87 or whatever our original pick was, I think that there still would be players available, even though uh, Singletary was taken right after uh, 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 yeah, Montgomery here. I almost forgot his name already. But uh, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think that there's still enough talent there that they didn't have to trade up and give away what they did. But I, I do like the pick. I like the player. I like what he does for the room. I like what he does for the offense. Uh, I think that he's going to be a very, very sound piece. Really rounds out that running back room. So I, it's a, it's a good pick, just with the value included in it. I I can't give it too high of a grade. I give it a B minus.
0: All right, I'm going to just jump in. I'm going to go second here. I'm going to go A minus. I'm going to go up a, a whole letter grade here because we've seen it in the past when Ryan Pace trades up, good things usually happen. I'm thinking Eddie Jackson. I'm thinking Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, that just screams to me that this is the guy that he wanted he made sure he got him and to me as a Bears fan someone who's watched Ryan Pace kind of do his magic over the years that excites me they're going to get a guy who knows how to make people miss he's an aggressive runner someone's going to set that tone on offense and that's something I really like out of Montgomery and he's going to be um, at least we're projecting him out to be that starting running back to carry the bulk be the guy and then you're going to and be the supplemental piece and if you're going here uh, and you don't have a pick until the, almost the end of round three, and you're still able to find your starting running back. That's a win in my book. Again, you were you already were handcuffed a little bit, uh, but Anthony Miller, Cleo Mack, nobody's complaining. But for what the Bears had to work with, even if you give up a fifth rounder this year, to me, I'm not worried about that whatsoever. Ryan Pace has proven he can hit in the middle rounds. We have a fourth, we still have a sixth, and a couple of sevens as well. And if he can find, if he can hit in two of those next four. It's still going to be a very solid draft with a limited capital. So if Montgomery pans out uh, exactly how we envision him being in this offense this uh, this year and beyond, A minus for me. Let's go over to Ingles because I'm sure he's going to go back. We can go up and down the waves.
2: Yeah, this is going to definitely be a little bit of a wave. I'm going to give this one a C plus. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of this. I'm definitely you probably tell from the beginning very worried about giving up this much capital. Um, there hasn't been a massive run on running backs, only one taken since the Bears selected. So there wasn't the big run. I mentioned this at the top of this when we went live. This The value of this trade is kind of going to be judged by exactly how many running backs go. I mean, I think there's so, still some solid people on the board. Uh, I think Bryce Love and uh, Trayvon Williams are two guys that were st- would still be very solid. But obviously, uh, as Mr. DeWitt brought up, it, If pace trades up for his guy, then you got to have faith that he picked the right one. So obviously this is a grade for me that's going to change as time goes along. But for right now, it's a C plus mainly based on the value that we gave up. And the fact that we know that Nagy's going to employ a running back by committee type of uh, system. So how much is he even going to get to play? Uh, How much is he going to control a defense or manipulate a defense at this point? I don't see the value uh, in trading up and the value of the pick. So at this point, it's a C plus for me.
0: Here's one thing I'm going to, we're using the word value. So I want to kind of provide a different perspective and value. And I have a few different big boards up because uh, Will and I, you and I were talking about uh, before the bears uh, were on the clock. We like to kind of look at multiple uh, just at via PFFs. Cause it's right in front of me uh, in terms of their top 250 players. Number 60 was Josh Jacobs and he was taken in the first round. Again, uh, that's a, it's a different situation over there with that team. Uh, but then you're looking at Miles Sanders, who was also taken much earlier. He's ranked 82nd. The Bears, with David Montgomery, again, this via this one big board, 79th. And they got him at 73rd. So even though they had to maybe give up some capital, it wasn't as big as maybe a reach as it would be some, for some of those other teams with some of those other running backs. And again, if this was Pace's top back, you, I mean, giving up a sixth round pick and a fourth round next year to get your number one guy to be your running back for the next four or five plus years, I th- I say no issue whatsoever. Nick, can you ride this train back uphill and uh, give me a higher grade, please?
3: I think I have to. I mean, this is the guy that I wanted the Bears to go get. I think he wa- I I know he's a perfect running back for this offense. Yes, the draft capital hurts that you had to go up and get this guy. But I have to give this an A plus in, in my book. I think now Matt Nagy has the offense that he envisioned uh, when he came to Chicago. He had a, he had a, obviously something in mind where he wanted and Jordan Howard didn't fit that. So what they had they obviously trade him to the Eagles, and now you get David Montgomery. Now this offense is complete. You have your quarterback who's ascending. Now you just needed that that extra playmaker, and he is definitely that. He's going to make a lot of people miss. He's just going to be another weapon that defenses have to think about. And, again, we, we talked about it. Pace found a player they liked, had showed that conviction again that he's always shown in every single draft. And when he does that, he goes get, he gets the player that he wants who he thinks is going to help his team ultimately reach that next step. They got to the playoffs last year. Now maybe David Montgomery elevates that, and now they're going to have a deeper run, hopefully, what we all hope for is you know playing in the Super Bowl one day. So David Montgomery, he's the perfect fit for this offense. He's going to take it to the next level, so I have to give him an A+. All right, there we go. Any final thoughts? I know we gave
0: grades, which are is pretty much an unofficial final thoughts. Before I wrap up, does anybody have any other words they would like to share? We'll be back on, I'm assuming, tomorrow afternoon, but you never know. B?
1: Yeah. Uh, overall, I think it's just a very solid pick, the player itself. Uh, I like him a lot. I like that he's able to, to do all sorts of different things, pass pro, make guys miss, uh, run up the middle, run outside the tackles. I think he's just a very, very good running back. Uh, So I'm looking forward to what he can do, despite my B-minus grade.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else? I think Ingles is – he's muted and he's calling it a night, right?
2: Um, Overall, I will say this. Um, I believe that the Bears did at least attempt to find someone who could be a feature back. They didn't just find another depth piece, which I think you were talking about a little bit earlier. Well, is that they went out and they found a guy who could be a weapon at the third round. So if you're picking late in the third round or I guess trading up to pick – like mid third round they're going to get a guy who they believe can be a feature person and didn't just sit back and get a depth person where no one kind of rises above the other in that running back room i do respect that move but like i said i'm just not quite sure the value works out as of this point
0: all right nick to say he's the perfect back for this offense we can call it a night
3: david montgomery's the perfect back for this offense
0: Thank you very much, sir. That's (laughs) going to do it for this episode of the Chicago Audible. Thank you for joining us here live as we're instantly kind of sharing our thoughts about the Bears' first pick of the 2019 NFL Draft. As it stands today, the next time you're going to hear from us here is going to be in the fourth round. Who will the Bears select and what will be our thoughts? Well, we will explain then or maybe later if he trades down, or maybe sooner if he surprises us and trades up, even though I don't really think that's going to end up being the case. But whatever it is, uh, we'll be here. We'll be ready, like always. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. <laughs>